Boom. Hello and welcome to the Executive Protection Lifestyle Podcast, Season 4. With your host, Byron Rogers. This podcast is dedicated to the Executive Protection Practitioner, the private security professional. In this podcast, we're going to talk about the mental, emotional, psychological, physiological fitness that goes into being an efficient and effective executive protection agent. Whether you're in law enforcement, whether you're a mom that's looking at how to protect your children or a father that's focused on how to protect his family, I believe this podcast has something for all of you. We might even get into some tales from the crypts of true Hollywood stories from time to time. I'm doing this podcast because I feel the reality of this job is simple. If you really want to be good at executive protection, it's more than just a job. It really is a lifestyle and those of you who've been in the game for any serious amount of time you already know what i'm saying is true so if that sounds interesting to you enjoy the show out boom what's up you guys byron rogers here another awesome episode of the executive protection lifestyle podcast i've got miranda capulsa of mc global in the house as an honored guest how you doing miranda i'm doing perfect actually thank you great I'll, to be here thank you no it's an honor absolutely i always anytime i can find you know a female that's out there doing things making a difference impact in the industry it's i think it's really valuable so you know i'm honored to have you here and 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 have these conversations with you for sure um, and likewise <laughs> thank you thank you yeah it's been this this executive protection lifestyle project has been amazing um, I've got so much good feedback during our last close protection conference, just agents uh, in the industry saying, hey, man, that free content you're putting out helped me get, you know, my job, my promotion has really helped me and my career. And, you know, for me, that stuff is like, I mean, for anyone, like to see your work have an impact like that, you know, and with other professionals, um, it's been one of the most rewarding things I've worked on. So, so we're having a good time here for sure. Yeah, isn't that great? If you can just help people by talking, right? right? Yeah, so many paths for them. I, I love it. Yeah, no, and I and I see like for those of you who don't know, Miranda's doing so many things in the space. I actually had troubles coming up with my my questions because I was like, "Wow, she's a hammer!" And like coaching and you know human behavior analysis and risk assessments and human trafficking and i'm just like out stick because you know i'm 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 all about building these brands that help people and i love seeing the coaching and the de- personal development stuff i think that's really like ultra important stuff so i guess why don't you just let everyone kind of know what you're into what you're doing give them a hundred foot view and then we'll dig into it if you don't mind uh, all right <laughs> that's a lot <laughs> it'll take a minute but it's fine it's good yes well, I, I try to keep it uh, short. So in a nutshell, I'm a behavioral analyst. I work in this field for around 30 years, uh, a little longer. And uh, I am mainly in the security side of things, uh, working on behavioral analysis uh, and uh, fighting human trafficking, of course. That is one of my, uh, <laughs> one of my signatures, I guess. Um, yeah, I, I, what do I do? I help, I, I train and instruct on behavioral analysis, telling people what, what it is in essence, behavior, how you can understand that and how with understanding that you can use your or other people's behavior for the good. I coach and mentor a lot of people. Oftentimes, people who are in the industry and want to grow, but understand a little bit more about people, but also the industry itself. A lot of people whom are transitioning from law enforcement to private security, let's say, or a close protection, or the other way around, uh, even military. I coach and mentor even uh, people, and I call them victors because I don't like the word victims, uh, who are trying to stand up for themselves and, and like to make a difference in the world with the experience that they have, but don't really know where to start. And also maybe sometimes to just shape their lives or reshape their lives, I have to say, um, to compliment their family and, and, and their colleagues, uh, their work or whatever to, yes, uh, progress in life in a, in a positive way. 
Um, next to that, I just uh, give trainings like heat courses, hostile uh, environment, kidnapping, uh, that kind of courses all over the world. Um, I, as I said, work with uh, people who fight human trafficking. So I help them understand behavior, how you can better negotiate, how you can find and establish and understand behavior in different cultures, other sides, you know, of the globe, um, because we are working all over. So that really helps establishing baselines, profiling, dang, you name it. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. That's what I was like, when I found your website, I was like, wow, wow, wow. And I no wonder you were speaking at the Close Protection Conference, because you have so much to give, for sure. I mean... The thing I love about the um, behavioral analysis, you know, and it's something that I'm really big on because obviously I'm all about the hard skills and stuff too, but with the brands and when it comes to like trying to help people, you know, I think it's so underrated and goes so undervalued the reality of these soft skills. You can teach a, a single mom, like a 110 pound human being, how to really understand who's dangerous. And, and what they need to do. And then they can come up with a strategy from there. Like this is before we get to the dojo work and the range work, this is just the cleanest way to win the big, win the battle, which is knowing and moving, you know, um, it's, it's very important. It's beautiful stuff. Absolutely. I always say the world starts and begins. Everything that we do starts with people, right? We do it. We initiate everything. Absolutely. So if we understand people, then we can influence that, right? right? We can be proactive instead of reactive. And, and that's what I saw all the time, reactive, reactive responses. Right. Um, and, and of course, sometimes you are reactive. Sometimes just things pop up. But if you can see things upfront already and you can prepare yourself, how much easier it will become, right? So Absolutely. yeah, that's what I do. Trying. I'm, I'm not all-knowing again, but uh, yeah. <laughs> but you're very, very formidable. This is good. I always tell everyone, um, you know, everything in your life, good and bad, will come through relationships, you know? So it, business is the commerce of relationships, you know? Yeah. Socially engineering a safe environment by how you act in that environment, you know? This is, this is, the, this is the good stuff everyone doesn't pay attention to, you know? Uh, my most valuable weapon in private security is my smile. <laughs> you know, it's, it's, exactly. it's how I create, you know, safe environments and positive relationships that are really valuable. What about, um, so for my first question, one of my favorite um, is who are you at your core? Who's the woman behind the work, you know? The woman behind the work. Um, first of all, a survivor, because that's how I started my work. It's what I do. Wow. Uh, it's my calling. And, and who am I? I'm super curious, super interested in people. Uh, always want to know or want to find out the why, why behind stuff. Um, always a person that looks for solutions, try to think positive, you know, uh, build relationships, uh, and I, I, I care a lot about people and, and, and animals in essence. So uh, I'm a super animal lover. <laughs> yes. Animals are pure. It's they're, they're Exactly. Yeah. I love it. So you said a survivor. Are you able to go into that a little bit for us? Unpack that a little bit or? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, um, I, I sometimes tell my story not in full because it's quite long. But uh, yeah, I've been a, a victim of, of trafficking and severe abuse and kidnapping. Wow. And uh, I eventually uh, escaped for the second time. I tried to escape uh, twice. The second time was successful. Wow. Uh, and when I ended up in a shelter home and saw all the people, I was like, you know, I need to do something with the experience that I have because I don't want to end up being really the victim. Mm -hmm. I have so much knowledge and I, I am strong because I survived this. I escaped, uh, like what you see in horror uh, movies times two. Wow. So I was like, I, I just need to do something that I, 
I just need to do something. I, I cannot just sit there and, and cry for the rest of my life. Uh, and that's what I did. Outstanding. So, so that is the survivor in me. And, and, and I call it survivor and victor, as I said before, because I cannot stand the word victim. Victim is really when you are found and then you stand up and afterwards you do something. So, uh, yes. Yeah. There's so much. Well, congratulations. Much respect for the choice you made to be a victor, you know, and there's so much value in your perception and like the, the your, your paradigm and the way you approach that past, you know, and the way that you've actually really transmuted it to be a positive thing that's made you stronger and I'm sure helped so many people. I really hope that people listening to this, um, take note of that and, and realize that there's a choice when these things happen as to how you'll choose to direct the rest of your life. It can make you stronger and better. And actually you have a superpower and a story that you can help other people who've been through that. Um, you know, where I can't speak to that because I as, as effectively, because I haven't had that experience, but um, I just really, you're a beautiful example of someone who's, who's really, really, leverage that for good in the world is turn that darkness into something positive i really respect that thank you yes i'm trying <laughs> that's all we can do that's all we yes. can do yes. oh, i love it Outstanding. now were you really a protector and this is just my curiosity before this happened or did you kind of was the protector and you born through the trauma of the no. experience no, I've always been, uh, I think, the one who wanted to protect and take care of people, even in school. When I saw people being bullied, I was always on the side of the, the person that was bullied. I was always, well, even fighting for them, literally. <laughs> so, uh, yes, I, I, I always wanted to take care of animals that weren't feeling well, um, even plants you know if, if if a flower broke i was the one coming with tape wrapping it it's just yeah. insane but i that was the kind of person i was yeah that's beautiful no i'm the same way i completely completely agree with you I, like i i read that resonates with me because i'm the same way i'm ridiculous like like do we have to step on the ant like can we just get this like can i just get the spider out of the house do i have to we don't have to kill the guy <laughs> like i'm that guy <laughs> he's just trying to find some food you know um so no i totally understand that that's awesome because i always ask this question because i you know i have this thing i talk about called the protector dna you know and and i think that protectors are really the white blood cells in the body of humanity like we're here to set a standard against darkness against evil yeah. it's not enough to be a good person you've got to be formidable and i think there are people all over the world no matter what job they have that have this thing inside of them. And I really want to contribute to them becoming more formidable and trained and, you know, efficient, you know, and, and recognize this inside themselves. I think it'll make the world a safer place, you know? So it's interesting. It is. And I, I found it really interesting because it, it was my strength, but also my weakness because mm -hmm. of wanting to take care of people, you also try to help people who are really not, helpable how do you say that that's and, a painful uh, experience sometimes exactly and that's why i ended up in the wrong scene right um because i thought i could cure everyone with with love and care and that was absolutely not the thing yeah or another case so yeah that's a good note that's a very good note for for you know those because i mean there's a thing called the hero complex and you can really attach yourself to someone who is toxic and hasn't and is not going to choose to come back up to the light and they can it's easier to pull someone down than it is to pull some someone up so you have to be making those assessments and ready to make those hard decisions if necessary sometimes and sometimes for their own good you know yeah, yeah. wow interesting stuff okay so that's kind of how did you get into what you're doing and and and, and uh the human trafficking and profiling and stuff um well, I, actually a little bit by by chance, uh, by luck, maybe even. I was always in retail before. Um, so I was country manager of many shops. I opened one after another. Uh, first in, in uh, the, the one hour, you had those photo shops that where you could develop. Uh, Back in the day. <laughs> 
within an hour. Yeah. So back in those days, probably I'm now telling sort of my age here, <laughs> how old I am. But um, so back in those days, you had those one hour things and then you developed your film within an hour. And, and, and we had many, many shops back in those days in the Netherlands. I'm from yeah. the Netherlands. Um, and later on, I worked in sports. So I opened sports shops with gear and all that stuff, shoes, uh, training suits, uh, you mm -hmm. name it. We all had that stuff. Um, but when I ended up um, in the hands of the wrong people, um, I also met, of course, uh, people who worked in the police. And uh, I befriended them. Eventually, later on in life, I started a relationship with someone and um, it was a detective. And, and what detectives do still, what I see, because of course I have a lot of law enforcement friends, is that, uh, and I see that in security as well, they all gather and hang out together and discuss what I've been through and, you know, try to help each other uh, to solve certain things. And in this case, also cases, because it were, were detectives. And oftentimes I saw something and I was like, hey guys, but probably, you know, why didn't you think of this? Or it looks like yeah. that. Um, and eventually that, that helped them. Uh, and they asked like, hey, why don't you come join the police? <laughs> um, and um, I, I was like, I want to, but I have a mortgage to pay. I have a full-time job. And uh, if you go to the police academy, you don't really get a salary. At least that mm -hmm. was not in the Netherlands back in the days. Um, so then an acquaintance of mine walked up to me and he said, you know, they are looking for um, security people, but on a specific type of security and more like into interrogation and looking at specific documents, if they are forced, um, um, all that kind of stuff on, on airports. Huh. And um, he said, you know, you don't specifically have to have a security background, but they want someone with a certain experience and a certain view on things. So I was like, let's go and have a chat. And I got hired um, and I worked with them for uh, a little while and then was scouted by another uh, company of Israelis that, uh, of course, did the profiling. Mm -hmm. which is very famous, especially at the airport in, in Israel. They do the profiling. Yeah, they and, do. Oh, yeah. yeah. If anyone who's traveled through Israel knows that they definitely do. I know, right? <laughs> and that's also something a lot of close protection and executive protection officers walk into. Like, hey, what do you say now? Uh, but eventually, yeah, I was uh, I was scouted by them because you could not apply for a job there. And um, I started working for them for many years. Uh, I became a, an, a trainer, instructor, um, a supervisor of many flights and other agents. And um, yeah, that's how I really ended up in in the security world. And that was all about, of course, behavior and. I don't know. I, I think I just have a six, maybe even seven cents for that. Uh, it just, I don't know. It just suits me. It feels good. I just understand it. And uh, it's fasc fascinating mm -hmm. somehow to me. Yeah, no, absolutely. I can definitely pick that up when I met you, your power perception, you know, like I could, I could see that you saw me, <laughs> you know, that's, um, I, I have the same gift and it's definitely cool to recognize it in other people. And it's like, okay, that energy, like not to get weird, but like, I feel like energy and the vibe people put off and the way they move, it's a whole nother language, you know, it is. it's, it's a whole nother language. Yeah. And, and some have it, some don't, right. but I always say you can really learn this. Mm -hmm. uh, and of course, some who have it have that extra I don't know the vibe about them but overall you can learn so much so if people say well I, I probably won't understand this or can I do this I always say I'm sorry for my language but that's bullshit it's just <laughs> everyone can learn this and yes. I always say we should start teaching this from you know from like when kids grow up parents need to teach their kids and schools need to teach this and even then the world will be already a better place. I just know. 
Absolutely, 100%, because good people will be more formidable. It's the same, that's, 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 that's exactly the mission right there. Yeah, we are so distracted by everything that is going on on this globe right now. And, and especially now when all the mobile phones and computers and all the internet and everything came up, I mean, we get more and more distracted. But if we just use all our senses that we all have, you know, we, we just got them. Everyone has them. We all, all we need to do is learn how to use them again. Right. Absolutely. I love it. What would, when you, on your website, it says uh, where security, risk, and human behavior intersect. Uh, yes. What does that slogan mean to you? It's so interesting to me. For me, it is more about uh, what I always saw was a lot of things were very in, in security then focused on operations, strategics, logistics, mm -hmm. but not so much about the human aspect. Mm. And I was like, the people that work are humans, right? The, uh, the, the people that you interact with, it are humans. Right. They all have their behavior. The people you look for faults in or for deviant behavior they're all humans so why have we not implemented this in the whole system uh, and i did it all the time and a lot of times a lot of people didn't take that seriously and they were like why why do we do this uh we don't understand this and or there was no money for it or it was not important and uh, i eventually thought i just it felt like my calling. I needed to do something. So I started with implementing and I still do that also, by the way, I forgot to tell it, but that about uh, procedures and protocols and trainings implementing in, in organizations and especially organizations that have multiple locations, for instance, in the US and in India and in the Middle East. And you cannot just copy paste procedures and protocols from one to another culture it just doesn't work right so um yeah we i just thought it this is the missing link we have to do something with it and that's how i started so i don't only use it for like criminal profiling but just for organizations and people as a whole outstanding no i love that um and that's kind of one of the things with my businesses like i built training for the EP industry. And then I was like, man, this stuff, cause like, yeah, you can go learn from the high speed SF whiz bang, you know, you know, zoomy guys, yeah. you know, the Delta guys, and they can, they have so much to give, but like what yeah. we do, what we do is, is we are civilians protecting civilians. This is the mission of every civilian in the like security is the one skill that protects anything that you love and have in your life. <laughs> you know, and so if you can learn this skill, you can keep your stuff and your life, you know, and, and so I, I really feel like security professionals really do have maybe an edge when it comes to teaching skills to other civilians, because we don't have a badge, we don't have any of the authority, we've just got to get it done from the civilian standpoint, you know. Good. <laughs> yeah, no, it, it is true. I, I, I just see that we just need to push that a little because we can all learn so much from each other. And especially if you combine the hard and soft skills, you know, it's just, it, it's a powerhouse if you do that. So uh, yeah, and, and I what I saw now was only just people focusing on risk assessments and just ticking boxes. And I was like, if they say, you know, go to that fence and see if it's locked, I want you not only to, to check this and say, oh, yeah, I see it's locked, it's closed, but have you felt if it's locked, what kind of lock is there? Where or who has the keys, right? I want you to ask questions and think and have that in your plan ready for when shit hits the fan right. and all those little steps. So, yeah, that's why I thought, you know, I have to merge this all together because it's so important. It's the glue to everything. Yes. No, I love it. Another thing you said that was amazing that I want to highlight is, you know, for people that have jobs that they're just kind of like just doing a job and you are a protector organically, this job of private security I always say it, it's more than just a job. Like when you know you're keeping people safe and you know your risk assessments are helping teams and good people stay safe, it's so much more gratifying work 
than just doing some job, you know? Like, what would you say about that? That's because you're organically a protector. Then you have the job and then you do the thing and the fruit is just, I don't know, it's, it's, it's a whole different experience in my opinion for a profession. It is, yeah. And, and I see a lot of people who finally have had some of the classes or have had my mentoring or, and, and they turn out to be so much better and, and, and happier because it's so much easier to move around when you just understand it, right. you know? 100%. Otherwise you get so tired. <laughs> yeah. Like exactly. focusing on things that you don't understand. Yeah. It, it only makes you feel like you don't understand it and you put all the energy in, in the frustration. Well, it's so simple. Absolutely. And sometimes you need someone to show you how simple it really is and, exactly. and help you accept that it's that simple, <laughs> you know? Um, that's good stuff. Uh, behavioral analysis 101. So a little, just to, just to let them wet their beak a little bit on the types of things you teach and like maybe one or two principles for people to take away about behavioral analysis. Um, uh, yeah, as I said, you, I teach you how to use your senses. Hmm. So it doesn't cost you. You don't have to buy a computer or you don't have to buy any books, whatever. If I sit with you, I talk to you neurologically, even what happens, right? Hmm. And, and, and how your behavior probably has influence on another person or the other way around and how by understanding that you can use that for negotiations or for work or for to make your own life a little easier and safer. That's yeah. all it is. Really, honestly. And that's, there's so much to be said for just the way people move and act, you know, especially I, I posted a video, uh, tactical protection review uh, the day before yesterday with a nice young lady sitting at a bus stop, looking at her cell phone, not paying attention. And a guy comes up behind her with his, takes off, unties his shoes, takes out his shoelace and tries to strangle her to death in broad daylight, you know, yeah. but, the, you know, and, and obviously we're not like blaming her, but I use it as something for people to observe and learn from your posture, your tactical positioning in that environment, your awareness. Yeah. These are all things that will invite or detract from making you a ripe target. They're either going to yeah. or, or attract uh, an aggressor, you know? Yeah. So how you stand and, and what you say and not say, and that, that is so important. Yeah. Your awareness levels. I mean, yeah, that's what's it, what's it about, right? Especially in security, but also in just real life. I always say what I teach or when I work with you, it's so it's not only helpful in helpful in your job, but also in your, in your private life, it will, it will give you only, you know, things that you can work with and you can teach your family and, and, and protect them by just even only sharing certain examples. And that's what you do too with your little videos. I think they are amazing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah. It's like, you know, the, the friction point that caused me to do that work was, you know, me being, you know, telling, I have five sisters and telling them like, hey, you know, Make sure you're looking around. Don't sit in your car and play on your phone. You know, get the car moving. They're always like, oh, yeah, 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 whatever, whatever. And I'm like, okay, you know what? I'm going to start showing people in real life <laughs> that what I'm saying is real. And um, they've, they've worked out really what really good. What would you say yeah. if you saw someone, you know, if you were at a bus stop and you're assessing somebody uh, as a possible you know, an aggressor, what types of things stand out for you? What types of things do you look for when you're uh, assessing someone? And it depends. It depends actually also on the culture because in every culture that even moves differently. Right. Uh, some cultures are, are used to have a man standing close to females, but some right. cultures have not. Yes. So that it's already, that can be a sign or a signal that, hey, why, you know, in, in our culture, the, the females stand here, the men here, why is he coming closer? Yeah, but I, also at night, some people are just, or they are all of a sudden, you see them pump up or, or they are really pretending not to pay attention, but uh, uh, you see that they are, have some sort of alertness. <laughs> yeah. Like, Exactly. So uh, there are so many signs, but the thing is, if you listen to your gut feeling, really another sense, what I teach about, you just notice that something is off, but you will not notice it 
when you are on those spots, like for instance, a bus stop on your phone, because you don't see things. Oh, your awareness is here. <laughs> also, yeah, but what I also see, and that's a lot what I see with my trainings and especially with uh, the hostile awareness trainings in, in where we really attack people or give them assignments where mm. all their like stress levels go up. And once they think they have accomplished the assignment, another thing comes after, but because of they have accomplished something and that you can yeah. also yeah. see when people come from work and they finally are out of the office and they have fought with their boss or you know they've been bullied the whole day and they're finally in their phew you know i've i've done this it's over with they're yeah. totally not aware they are focused on themselves and other things and that's oftentimes when it happens mm -hmm. yeah. so you always have to have a certain level of awareness yes 100 percent. no i love that it, awareness is definitely where it begins yeah um, what would you say about human trafficking? Are there any trends you're seeing out in the field or things that you would tell people to look out for or any updates on what's going on with that game in the world? Well, uh, uh, sadly, I have to say it's it's becoming more and more. I mean, um, it, I think it's the fastest growing criminal enterprise in the world, right? It's uh, uh, like 150 billion goes on in there a year and and uh, for as far as we know there are like 40 million victims mm. that we know about so those are the reported ones per year kind of wow. so it's the country. industry is huge and it happens in front of your eyes right on the streets people kids are literally being snatched snatched yep. from the street uh, from uh, playgrounds, uh, from schools, um, but also uh, the internet. I mean, so many of those people are being lured in by a fake profile just to come meet them, become friends. And, um, you know, when, when they think they meet a guy or a girl from their own age and then somebody else is waiting for them and they are being taken away. Um, well, you see it everywhere in clubs uh, and, and now with big events, even in the US, a lot is going on. All those big events. Well, we have seen, you know, heard about Super Bowl, uh, but uh, not only the, those, but it's happening everywhere. The hotels uh, or motels, really, they are full R&Bs, uh, you know, that are being used. And, and those people who are renting it out, they are not even aware of it themselves. Yeah. So, yeah, a lot is going on. And I, of course, uh, we are going all over the globe, Middle East and, and Asia and, and Africa, you name it. Um, yeah, it, it's, it's just so, so big. So mm -hmm. the only thing you can do is just, you know, pay attention. And, and what I think should be done is, is to have a better report system or reporting system, not only for victims, but also for people who suspect something, okay. um, because that is still not the way I would like to see it, let's say, because a lot of people are hesitant to report something, they are afraid they see something, um, but it, there's so much going on, there's so much going on, it's, it's horrible. Yeah, no, absolutely, I completely agree. Um, are there any if there are protectors that are listening to this that want to get involved in this fight, do you know of any organizations or ways for them to maybe uh, tap in with you, with you guys or any other organizations that could uh, positively, you know, let them put their skills to use positively? Yeah, well, first of all, sometimes you don't need ever, don't even need to be a protector. You know, you can help by raising awareness for those organizations, helping with funds and donations and that kind of stuff uh, or even aftercare for for people who are being rescued yeah. right uh, so how do you help them establish and 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 build a life after that so um that but for protectors i, I work with an organization that's called children's rescue initiative Okay. Um, that's based in Pennsylvania, but we hold hands with at least two other organizations. Called, nice. One is called a Servo Project okay. and the other Adaptive Ops. 
and uh, we actually recently, I was in Alabama giving a training uh, as an instructor. Um, we had a whole week of training there and those organizations were with us and we together really teach the people who are fighting that. And that means also the people behind the scenes who are not going in and do raids and rescues or intel. But uh, we have trainings. You can always look at the website. Mm -hmm. um, there are trainings being organized. We, we call them teams trainings. They are quite tough. So you have to be fit if you really want to be in the field. And not only fit, but you have to be mentally really stable and, and uh, be open to uh, really constructive feedback and, and work on yourself. Because this is not a field in where you can you know, make mistakes. This is not just a guarding job for a building. This is really rescuing people and people who are traumatized. Yes. So, uh, you know, it, it's double, I always say. Uh, it, it's, uh, and I also, of course, uh, help with training executive and close protection, especially in covert. Um, but that is a little different because then you oftentimes are protecting people that, you know, uh, work and have a certain status and are, you know, possibly going to be attacked for what they represent uh, but with victims getting them out of of the the shitholes that they are in because it's horrible where you have to save them out and it's super dangerous because yes. those gangs that have those people for them it's money so if you want to take away their money then you know you have to be prepared that they maybe come after you or, or any and at least you how to protect yourself for that so Right. And they have funding and they have power. And sometimes they have law enforcement support. Like there's a lot of factors that it, this uh, in the world, depending on where you are. Yes. And then there's still uh, also, of course, law enforcement uh, involved, you know, yeah. sometimes being bribed. Yeah. So depending on where a, you are. But yeah, this isn't a vigilante kind of game. This is you want to make sure you guys are with a good organization that knows their stuff. And can yeah. really show you how to be effective with this type of thing you know so yeah sure. but if you want to have a good training and and really understand what an organization does i, I really would recommend one of those three organizations uh, cri specifically has a training for to go into the field and do rescues but yeah. also for aftercare um uh, azervo really uh, is is into well, also Intel and trying to find information about pedophiles and organizations, where they are, where people are trapped. They, we all work together in, in, uh, hand in hand with law enforcement, by the way, because, you know, we, we are not uh, by law uh, allowed to just go in, do raids and rescue those people. So, yeah, we have we have to we work with law enforcement and it was and is still extremely difficult because uh, law enforcement is busy enough for itself. But thankfully, more and more, they, they are, you know, understanding what we are doing and they are willing to work together. And uh, in Alabama, where we were, we had an amazing uh, chief that uh, was speaking and, and, you know, telling us how they work together with organizations, the anti-human trafficking organizations that I work for. So... And they're great people. Adaptive Ops is, is going after uh, teenager fugitives, you know, or uh, they uh, do a lot of um, also Intel, by the way, a servo as well. We, we CRI as well, a lot of observations. They even do uh, probation things. So it, uh, it's they do so many things. It's amazing the skills that those organizations have. And they are they all are like family to me. I mean, we work together, we trust each other, and 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 we try to make each other better. Um, yeah. That's what I always uh, say. Like, yeah, together we are stronger because we combine our knowledge. And when you do that, then you know you become just better at that. And that's what we need. I agree, one hundred percent. A rising tide lifts all ships at sea. My my goal with this podcast and with everything has always been to really unite us as as an industry and really yeah. canonize and crystallize the contributions everyone's making in their corners of the industry for people to really understand and learn yeah. and get better. I love that. I actually uh, met 
uh, bruise mm -hmm. uh, from CRI at one of the close protection um, events. In, Outstanding. Yeah, I, I think also in Vegas, like five, six years ago. I don't even remember, but yeah, a long time ago. And in, that's how we got in touch. And he was the speaking there about his organization. And I was like, I need to be there. Outstanding. That's that's awesome. Yeah. Can you send me links for those so we can put them in the show notes after this? Absolutely. Yeah, I, I have even uh, one page on my own business website dedicated to CRI. Nice. So, uh, yeah. Okay. Nice. Solid. I think I have your website up here. Anyway, I can put it in. So let's see here. Hardest lessons. We're getting to the last, the, the closing questions. Hardest lesson you've learned in the field? Uh, dealing with egos. Mm. In our industry, especially. Yeah, man. Yeah. I, I think that um, that's probably one of the, the hardest things. Uh, also, at first, of course, trying to fight for my spot as a female in the security industry. But I think I, I sort of found my spot in there now after 30 years. Yeah, I, I think that's also one of the, the, the reasons why I, I did so much in security. And, you know, um, I've, of course, I've worked in law enforcement as a chief of police in Amsterdam. I uh, I did a lot of semi-government uh, 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 work just because I wanted to have more knowledge, just because I always found or thought that I had to prove myself. So yeah. Um, probably, uh, yeah, I, I think that was for me the hardest hardest lesson. I mean, I, I just love what I do. I, I, I <laughs> yeah, so, so in that sense, yeah, in that sense, I don't know if it's hard, but I, I, I really do think the egos, uh, yeah, you know, nobody knows everything. I, I wish that people understood that there is, there is no place for egos in security. If you go, I always say, if you want to work in security, you do that because you want to protect someone, not your own ego. Come on, you know, just mm -hmm. work together make sure that that person or that family is, is protected. Yeah, it's it's so right. It's the other side. It's a, the unhealthy ego sucks everything into self and makes self so significant and, and, and sucks assets into self and becomes a bottleneck for information and, yes. and all these things. The health, like the way, I mean, for me, my ego is attached to the fact that because I'm there, because of who I am, this family will be protected this kid's going to make it home tonight, you know, and that is the personal sense of pride. I think protectors should have no matter what, no matter what the cost I'm here and this is what I do and this is who I am. And I'm going to make sure that that happens. It's not about us, you know? Um, and, and I've seen egos really just gum up and stop up and mess up operations. I agree with you hundred percent. Do you have any advice for women in the private security industry or in these industries that you'd like to pass? Yeah, you, you just really have to go for it. And, and, and you really have to have your show your boundaries. Mm, I'm sure. Um, yeah, um, because it, it's like in the normal world. I mean, men and women, there is oftentimes a lot of attraction and play. <laughs> yep. Um, so, uh, but yeah, that, that goes both ways. I mean, it's always like how women should behave, but I sometimes say like, why is it always how women should behave or how women should dress? Why is it not the other way around? It, it's both ways. Right. Yeah. And, and I think also it, it, it will do so much good to have women because we have different skills. Right. And you can combine that again, there you have it, that together stronger. Right. Yeah. Why why don't you merge together in, in, in a positive way? And if right. it's really about security for that person, it's if it's really about protection, why don't you want the best? Right. Right? In the <laughs> ego. <laughs> yeah. Put away, I mean and, and even oftentimes, you know, we are all even the females, we are all sort of alphas. Right. Type A personalities right? everywhere. But that's something different than ego. So for me, I, I always say be an alpha, you know, stand straight, straight and 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 be strong, but 
you don't have an ego. I mean, we nobody knows it all. I also hate the word expert because we all had to look up eventually everything that we know now and still, I always say keep learning. That's what I do. I, I still learn every day. I, I look up things and, and find things fascinating, even from people who are also in behavioral analysis. And, and you know, I learn from them oftentimes, uh, sometimes not. Sometimes also how not to do it. I also see a lot of people using old psychologists from the past who had great things, but I mean, the world is evolving and the people are changing and, and you have to adapt. So be adaptable. That's another thing, not only for females, but also for men, be adaptable, yes. learn about cultures. It's so important because the world got more and more emerged. I mean, yep. so many people from other cultures you know, come and live everywhere in the world. It, it's becoming more and more easy. Yeah. And especially with immigration nowadays. Um, you know, if, if we just all build a world together or if we are all building little islands, that's quite, you know, the difference. So. No, I love it. That's yeah. I, I, everything you said is, is gospel. It's 100% correct. I um, always be a student. Make sure you're competent. You know what I mean? So that you can be yeah. above reproach. Like, you know, one of my things is just, you know, if someone doesn't like me or has a problem with me, it's it's going to be because it's their problem because I'm going to be professional and I'm going to be competent and that's going to be their judgment and their issue <laughs> as best as I can make it, you know? Um, and I, I think, you know, you do have to prove yourself, you know, whether you're a man or female, but it's very important, I think. Um, Cause it's kind of, a, it's a male dominated industry. Everyone's looking at you to see if you're going to be competent. You know, yeah. if you can earn that spot at the table, I think, I think that's great advice. Um, and then boundaries, you know, obviously for everyone, but yeah, for females, it's just the human experience that men are going to be kind of like, Hey, what's up at times. <laughs> yeah, it's just going to happen. You know, I think it's just going to yeah. happen. So I, I, I love that stuff. What would you say was your proudest moment in the field? I'm freestyling here, so I didn't give you these questions. I know. I'm just thinking about what is my proudest moment. You know? um, I, I think seeing other people succeed yeah. in, uh, you know, when I help them, because uh, again, and probably a lot of people know that it's never about me for me. Mm -hmm. It's really about helping other people. Uh, I, I really also always say, you know, stay humble because people are so over screaming themselves why if you have knowledge why don't you help another person yeah, yeah. Right? to become better so the world becomes a safer place that's what you wanted right or do you want all the work and and is that's your brat i always say <laughs> yeah no i love it security brats um and 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 that makes perfect sense with you know the coaching and stuff you love seeing other people succeed. I'm the same exact way. For me, like the money is like cool, but like when someone hits me up and is like, hey, I can feed my family because of what you taught me in the course or because yeah. I got the promotion I wanted, you know, like for me, I'm like, my heart just explodes, you know? I love that stuff. That's really the, you know, that's the value. That's awesome. Yeah, for me, it's absolutely valuable to see other people just happy and, and comfortable in what they are doing all of a sudden. Um, and thriving. Yeah. Favorite quote, mantra, saying? Well, I probably have a few. <laughs> I, I think no, I always have sort of three and they are three completely different mantras depending on what I do and where I am. Mm -hmm. uh, especially when times are tough and we all have that, whether private, uh, I, I've seen it now, especially during COVID where a lot of people had no work, didn't know how to feed their families, um, but also were in challenging situations, sometimes abroad with no one they knew. Um, so I'm a Christian, so probably that's why I, I find it uh, a really important one but I always say I can all I, I can do all things to Christ who straightens me uh, so uh, and that's my mantra I can do this I can do this and it's it's more like um, no matter what the circumstances you face yeah. you can do this right you, you are you are not alone you can do this yeah. um, so that's that's yeah. awesome that yeah. quote um, 
got me through boot camp, got me through so many things. I'm a Christian. Oh yeah. And I now even when I work out, I am always like, you know, Father, thank you for giving me the strength. You know, even when I'm before I lift anything, I just always am like, thank you for giving me the strength. And the more we do, the more He empowers us to do. And um, but that quote, man, when I hit the wall multiple times in the Marine Corps, or was like left, you know had crazy experiences in combat where I was just like, I have not, like, I, I don't have anything. <laughs> I don't have anything left to bother. You know, that's when I was able to be like, Lord, I just, and that I can do all things through Christ who's given me strength. He'll never give you more than you can handle. You just don't know how much you can handle, you know, and he's going to help you figure it out. <laughs> you know, right. And every time you think I cannot go on anymore. And then there is that a little light or a little way out or just, Mm -hmm. I just, I love that. So uh, that's one. Uh, the other one is stay humble. I always say that, uh, you know, stay humble because sometimes some one day something will hit you and everything you screamed, you're, you, you know, you, you become this small. So stay humble because when you stay humble, I always say you get more friends and they will be able and willing also more to help you than when you were always screaming and, and, and being, the guy or girl that's you know whipping <laughs> yeah, yeah no it's true and pride comes before a fall pride is inaccurate confidence so you're blinded you know and 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 you know i always say that when you have inaccurate confidence and you're just you're running towards a cliff you know it's very dangerous and you stay humble it's like you don't have that insecurity you don't have to pretend you don't have to be the loudest guy in the room you're just you're calm but what i think really helps that is confidence is an experience with yourself you know you know what you can do you know your limitations you know your capabilities and if you're learning and working on yourself that relationship with yourself is healthy and you really understand and i, I think that's how we can really stay humble and grounded you know that's that's beautiful stuff it's so important especially in our industry you know guys get on with a big client and they're on jets and they think they're the guy all of a sudden you know it's so dangerous <laughs> Yeah, and, and that, that actually leads into my third one, because I always have three, mm -hmm. and that's more like in the observing phase of others that you want in your circle. And I always say, be aware of those who let opportunity control their loyalty. loyalty. Yeah, that's huge. They are dangerous. They so, yeah, some people are only loyal, I say, to their needs of you, and when their need once their needs change, their loyalty changes too. And for me, loyalty is like so important. Yeah. I don't know, maybe that comes because of what I've been through, but loyalty and trust and kindness, sincere kindness, good yeah. feedback. You know, I can have a harsh conversation with my friends. Right. But it's about, you know, but we do that out of love. So, yes. yeah. It's that's so good faithful are the wounds of a friend for sure our iron sharpens iron you know it's such good right. stuff yeah you make each other better and uh, and sometimes that's not always a nice conversation <laughs> and those are your best friends <laughs> those are your true. best friends. Those absolutely are true those yeah are best friends you know yeah. that's outstanding um how would you how would you like to be remembered uh, probably as uh, well sincere Mm. uh that that's important for me uh loyal of course as i said that's important but also um fun to hang out with and 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 brave yes i hope that that are one of the <laughs> one of the things that they will remember yeah. because of course when they see the little blonde girl they're like oh, okay and then you know <laughs> i just go with the field and they're like what <laughs> so yeah. okay yeah. you know if, i i think i proved that i'm brave enough to just be with you guys yeah um, that's awesome so, yeah and also because because of what i've overcome and 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 i just yeah my my goal is just to help as many people be comfortable as possible and in, in the broadest sense like outstanding yeah. that's so beautiful i agree 100 those are great things to aspire to be remembered and just to be on a daily basis you know so that's I, uh, there's so much i could say about that that's a whole other podcast for me <laughs> I we love another one. Yeah, no, <laughs> so we really talk about you. This is good stuff. Yeah, I should let you shoot yeah. questions at me next time. Um, yeah. What would you suggest to people as a habit that can make them a better protector or a better person, just a habit for people to look at implementing in their lives? 
being curious. Hmm. Okay. Continue to be curious. Always ask questions. And I always say that and even under stress, mm-hmm. when people are like high in their emotion and under stress, I always they start asking questions to yourself if you don't have other people around you or otherwise to other people, because then you get a connection back with a part of your brain that does like the logical thinking and makes decisions. And otherwise you keep hanging in stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, but also if you want to learn, just observe and be curious and ask questions. Yeah. That's awesome. No, that's good advice. Ask questions. And it takes some confidence to ask questions too. Yes. There's a lot of internal work. Yes. And and be open for constructive feedback. Listen, right. And and tell that to people that you trust and work with, like, hey, just at the end, just sit down and let's talk, you know, how can we better each other or ourselves? And I, I think that is so worthy. Yes, 100%. And it, it requires a healthy ego. So we're back to looking yeah, at the we are back to egos. <laughs> yeah, look in the mirror and, and, you know, work on that relationship with yourself. So you can have yeah. a healthy, grounded perspective on yourself. So you can't ask these questions because you're not too scared or insecure to, right? But, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's another thing you have to just sometimes overcome, right? Not to always be uh, scared to talk. Right. I mean, a lot of people just are afraid because they maybe are not used to feedback themselves, but yeah. Yeah. they want to appear perfect. It's, 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 it's part of the human condition. Like it's, yeah. it's something people have to overcome at some point. I love yeah. it. Well, that's awesome. I mean, we got so much good stuff, I think, in this interview so far already. Um, what are you up to these days? Where can people find you, Miranda? Um, yeah, well, I'm, I, as I said, I'm based officially now again back in the Netherlands, but I'm, I'm never here. Um, most people that follow me, they see that I'm always all over the world. The last month I was in US and afterwards in Africa. Uh, I, I just came back a couple of days ago from Africa. Um, I have a lot of trips ahead of me. I cannot always say the destinations. That's why I never say uh, the people that know me uh, where I go to. So mm-hmm. they only know that I jump on a plane, but they never know where I'm heading. Yeah. <laughs> um, so that is uh, that is sort of my life. I go wherever uh, I am needed. Sometimes that can be for investigations, uh, just to analyze them. Uh, sometimes that can be for uh, like the interrogations, but also for training and, and um, yeah, just helping other people, you know, to set free. Yes. So that is that is what I'm up to. I'm uh, still doing some online trainings, nice. uh, not too many, but usually uh, they are announced or I'm hired by an organization and it's only for their organization. So sorry, people, you cannot join, but uh, yeah, I'm always open. People can always approach me if they can get groups together. I'm willing to come speak. Um, awesome. I'm, I'm usually only an email away, I always say. Outstanding. Well, uh, can I put your email address in the show notes? Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. And I'll put your LinkedIn and your website uh, in there as well. So people can find you there. Also. Yes. Okay. MCGlobalSecurity.com. Solid. Solid. Yes. <laughs> trying. <laughs> yeah, no, you're doing. Yeah. You're doing. We all yeah. trying. You know, I love it. Um, outstanding. Well, this has been a beautiful conversation. There's so much value here. Thank you so much for spending this time with me, Miranda. It's, uh, it's been an honor and a privilege, and I hope to do more cool stuff with you for sure. You're, you're a bright light in our industry and in the world. I, I, I noticed that the second I saw you, and I'm, it's, it's awesome to be able to learn more about that. Thank you. Yes. Thank you. And, and an honor to be here. And uh, I hope we can work together and, and with all the listeners uh, and viewers actually here, right? It's viewers. Yeah. Yes. So uh, yeah, please reach out. Uh, if there are any cool projects, I'm always here. Outstanding. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. Well, that's where we'll sign off y'all. Thanks so much once again, and we'll see y'all on the next episode. Boom.
Yo, if you're a private security professional wanting to take your game to the next level, go to executiveprotectiontrainingday.com to check out my personal success package for private security professionals. Check it out, executiveprotectiontrainingday.com. And remember, y'all, hard skills do save lives, but soft skills get you paid. Boom. Boom. And to support this podcast, go to executiveprotectionlifestyle.com and contribute to our Patreon account. That Patreon account is what helps me make this podcast possible, contributing to this brand, what we're doing here, making it so that I can bring better guests on, making it so that we can plan more events and just expand the contribution to the private security industry and also to make an America a safer place. Do whatever you can, contribute whatever you can because it makes all of these things possible. Thanks for those contributions. Yo, and before we go, you know I got a shout out to the sponsors, starting out with Primary Weapon Systems, PWS. They truly are the evolution of the rifle. Use Byron for 10% off. Grayman and Company, the most comfortable tactical suits in the game. Use Byron for 10% off with them. Until the next podcast, this is Byron Rogers, protected by nature and by trade. Out. Boom.